Grand Slam. <laughs> Iguodala. It's funny to hear female talk about routes. Like. <laughs> Hosted by Clark and Ethan. It's funny. Good evening, folks. It is February 9th. You are tuning into the show that critics have called mediocre at best. It is from the backseat. I am your host, Clark Farenthal, joined as always, my co-host. Hey, what's up? My name is Ethan, and I am the co-host of From the Backseat. Yeah, exactly. See, now we do the date, we do the introduction. It's so much more official so much more clockwork people often forget that we didn't do the date before but now that someone has taken over the introduction it's much better so you're yeah, welcome. Now, now that we're back posting some videos on tiktok people are like man it's so i'm so glad that you guys say the date now everyone is clamoring about the date it's, i mean it is sweeping the nation the it date. is sweeping the nation that about the date you're welcome so there's that a great <laughs> now let's just get it right out of the way folks Great week for sports. NBA trades, Super Bowl's coming up, baseball's getting back into the swing of things. Everything is chalked and lined up just the way that we would like it to be. So we're very excited to dive right into these topics for today's show. How are you yeah, feeling? I'm feeling good. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a particular, like, I mean, there was a lot of sports news, but there hasn't been really any sports on TV. Yeah, but sporting news can be sometimes just as good as sports itself. I mean, the thing about sporting news is like you see the update and you get that boost of dopamine when you see it. And then it goes away after like 10 seconds after well. like, um, so I sent this to Clark earlier. So I'm a part of a, of a discord of some guys who have some insider information on this NFL offseason about a potential trade that might happen in the NFL. I'm not going to share that news because it's theirs. Um, if you want to know what it is. Go Why would it just tease us like that. Well, I'm going to tell you where they can go to get them. Okay. So go be a part of the lightning round podcast. Um, they're a charger specific podcast and they, they have an insider within the, inf the organization. Um, but I'm not going to leak their stuff. Go, go see it for yourself. I, I don't want to be that person. Very classy. But they know a potential NFL trade that we're, we might talk about inadvertently. Um, and so like that news, it's like fun to see. You're like, oh man, that's, that's crazy that that might happen. And then just flusters out of your head and you kind of forget about it. That's fair. I guess you could call sporting news, like the juicy fruit of gums yeah. equivalent. Cause it's just, it's so good for that little bit. You're like, oh, that's sweet, sweet nectar, that juicy fruit, a flavor you can't even really describe, but you like it so much. And then it goes away. Maybe you add a little bit of water, but then it gets hard and you don't enjoy it as much. That's what I would say. And, and, you know, sporting news is it's just a piece of juicy fruit. Lasts a little bit, but doesn't hold you over for the whole day. Well, it's like, so when we get to actual NFL free agency, it'll be like there's so many big announcements that come out on that day. And it'll be like each one is talked about for maybe like 10 minutes before you move on to the next one. Yeah. Like you're going to get the update of like some guard that your team just signed. You're like, oh man, what a great signing. And then you're going to see the Denver Broncos go out and spend huge money and you're going to immediately forget about whatever your team just did. Unless you really love your team and then which you don't care. That's true. And then whoever that role player you just signed is, is the biggest deal in the world. Exactly. That's all we can ever ask for sports fans. I mean, I think, you know, you're a diehard sports fan of a team of when you get hyped up over signings like guys like DeAndre Carter. Like when you hear dudes like just like, names, like 
just like way depth out there. Guys. If you get obsessed about the depth players, that's when yeah. you might have an issue. I think that's when you're when you're a true diehard, or you're like, man, this sixth round pick that I did scouting on is gonna Which be is like. You probably look to the pro football focus score in college, and we're like, yep, he could be good. <laughs> or you just watch the like highlight reel that the one guy made. That's like five minutes. And it's just I mean, you know it's from the all twenty two view, and you're just like, yep, this is scouting. I can yeah, do this for a living. It's just you sitting on your couch, just like watching the Pac twelve championship, like. Dude, this middle linebacker I'm watching right now, that was a nice read. Where you see a tight end that's just wildly undersized, and you're like, you know what? He could fit well in our offense if we made it work. Dude, his RAS score was like a 7.5. RAS score, your spark score is important. That I do value. I mean, it's a value to his extent. Like, I mean, there's a big deal. Like, if you have a if you have a nine and above, then that's a big deal. But if you're debating between like a six and a seven RAS score, just <clears throat> doesn't matter all that much. If I was an NFL prospect, I would get my RAS score tattooed onto my body. So no one would ever forget what it is. The only time RAS scores don't matter is if the person is hurt doing the pre-combine process. I guess it's fair. Because like Keenan Allen had like a three on the RAS, but I mean, he's very athletic. I mean, he's one of the most agile players in the league. Not fastest. I'm not going to say he's super fast, but agility wise the way his feet move is kind of crazy i actually won't be friends with someone if they have a three cone drill under nine seconds or over nine. <laughs> oh <seconds>. yeah <laughs> you gotta have new friends if you're if your three cone drill is piss poor i'm just not even interested we can't even be friends honestly terrible. that's 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 what the first date should thing should be like you should as you're gonna go into the restaurant you have three cones set up and you're like you have to run this right now that could be it that could be it uh so speaking of all of this what Clark and I decided to do is we had the Pro Bowl last week. We have the Super Bowl on Sunday. I feel like Clark and I are kind of in a unanimous opinion on who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. Well, who do you think is going to win? I think the Chiefs will win. I think Kansas City is going to win too. Yeah, I feel like um, Patrick Mahomes is playing out of his head right now, and it's tough to see him lose. Yeah, I mean, gets the MVP tonight. Obviously, that's some big news for him. I think he is kind of playing at that level where you sit back and you say, can anyone beat him? I know Philly has a really good front seven, although and a, and a really good secondary. But I, I just think Patrick's kind of playing at that level, like you said, where you just sit there and you don't well, think anyone can stop him. So there are two interesting storylines going into the Super Bowl that I've seen people talk about, and I'm just going to throw out there: if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, he would be the first quarterback ever to lead the league in passing yards and win the Super Bowl. That would be cool, I guess. He would also be the first MVP. To win the Super Bowl since the '90s. Congratulations! So, I mean, that's kind of big. And Jalen Hurts, if he ends up winning, he'd probably be the first, like, prototypical mobile quarterback to win. So it'd be fun. Yeah, but I, I guess that's true. But he has really improved as a pocket passer, so you know he's been he's really progressed. But yes, probably one of the first guys you'd say, you know, maybe you thought as a run first quarterback. I am going to say one thing about Jalen Hurts, and this is before the game. Maybe I'll end up looking stupid. I think Jalen Hurts is becoming one of the most overrated players in the league right, right now. Reason I'm saying it is like people are putting him above like guys like Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Any list that has him above those two guys, I'm just like. No, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'll consider the Josh Allen discourse after next year. Yeah, I'll consider it too. I mean, I'll, I could be there next year. I'm just right now, I'm like. Okay, Jalen is is very, very good, and he's a step below those guys. But honestly, I believe Trevor Lawrence is probably better than Jalen Hurts. 
it's a conversation. We, we it, again, I, I wanted, I would yeah. love another year of Trevor before I would say that he is. That's all I, that's all I would say. I would love another yeah. year of Trevor. Well, is there anything you want to talk about pre Super Bowl before we get into it? Um, I mean, I, I just in terms, I guess for us as Padres fans, good day today. Good day. Yeah. You Darvish, six year, $108 million extension. Peter Seidler, thank you for continuing to dish out the cash. It's all us in San Diego have ever asked for. Um, good for the team overall, too. You get a guy who lowers by $3 million each year, his AVV or AAV, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think it works out really well. I think if there's any pitcher who can probably progress and throw well into their 40s, it's Darvish. This guy is physically in great shape. He has a great pitch mix, and he's not someone who you've sat there and said his whole career, okay, hey, he needs to rely on a 97-mile-plus mile-an-hour fastball. He has great secondary third, fourth pitches that should play extremely well for him in the later parts of his career when the Vila will definitely start to dip. Oh, I mean, great deal for them. Um, I will say, and this is where I'm getting at, is because there's a lot of reports that the Machado deal is going to get done. And there's all these reports. Of course, we've talked about it quite a bit uh, that Shohei Otani might be on the Padres. I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're getting this vibe, but I'm starting. I don't think Soto is in their long-term plans. I don't know. I I kind of disagree. Hector Gomez tweeted out after the Machado story came out that you could say the same things for Soto in San Diego. Basically, everything that they applied to Machado and Hector Gomez is kind of the guy that nails a lot of the things that happen with, uh, you know. Dominican uh, baseball players, and that's what wants Eagles. Okay, Ben. Sometimes you just come into this chat and you say some real, real cook takes. So those don't know, uh, Ben, real friend of the game. show, came in and said Eagles with healthy Hurts has been the best team in the league all year. I don't think that's true. I mean, that's just me. I, I just think it's hard to compare the AFC to the NFC because most of the teams in the NFC would get steamrolled by the AFC every single week. I mean, again, the third best team in the NFC was the Vikings. I know. That tells you a lot right there. That tells you a lot. It tells you everything you might need to know. In Detroit, why they were good, that roster had no business being anywhere near the playoffs, nor did the Giants. I mean, I, no. guess, I, get, I get that the Giants were good, but they had no business being no. anywhere near the playoffs. I mean, again, they had Brian Dable win coach of the year. Uh, he schemed up how to use Daniel Jones really well. Saquon had, you could argue, a career year. Huge bounce back for him. But roster makeup-wise, they have very little skill on the outside outside of Darius Slayton. The defense played well as it did, but I think if you put them in the AFC, it's not going to go as well for the Giants. But no. they play in the NFC. So. Yeah. Um, so back to, back to the Padres. Um, yeah, I I see what you're saying about the Soto stuff, but it just doesn't – Everything with Soto feels like speculation. Well, here's the thing I'll say with Soto. I mean, realistically, he has two more years, before, two full years before he hits free agency. Yeah. He's probably not the number one concern right now. If you're the Padres, if you're Peter Seidler, your number one concern right now should be making sure that Machado doesn't even have the opportunity to opt out. You just, you make that extension happen now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Padres are in an interesting spot because. At some point, as much as we we want to talk about the cap keeps on going up, the cap keeps going up, lower the AAV. I mean, there is no cap. They, I mean, what, there's the luxury tax. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what I mean. But um, yes. if Shohei Otani is actually in the cards, at some point, 
the bill is going to come up. You can't. Well, clearly. They, you know what I mean? Like, if, if I think they bring back Soto if they don't go after Otani, but as much smoke out there is there is about Otani to the Padres, Otani to the Padres, Otani to the Padres, at some point this bill is going to come due. This feels very much like me, and this is this is Chargers fan taste. This feels very much like me. All of the discourse last offseason about the Chargers getting JC Jackson. Everyone was like, oh, it just makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Tom Telesco loves JC Jackson. Like all of this stuff. There was so many reports about it until it finally happened. And we, we can talk about how that deal worked out because that's a whole different story. But yeah. just from an offseason perspective, it felt like everyone was saying that. And that's how it's kind of feeling about Otani right now. I, I mean, we we have talked about it at length. Otani is clearly the white whale that got away from AJ Preller. He's the guy he's been obsessed with. And if the first anything that we as Padres fans know is that Preller typically does not give up on guys he has previous history with, whether that be prospects or anyone who used to be a former Ranger that he had under his wing. He usually yeah. gives him a shot at one point or another here in San Diego. I think Otani is an obsession for him. I will say that. There's no doubt in my mind. But I agree with you. You would have to give up one guy or the other. I don't know, because Otani is older, if I would take Otani over Soto. And I know that sounds crazy, but I think some people kind of don't have a grasp at just how good Juan Soto is. I think you're going to see it this year. So I don't I mean, know. I think it all depends. I I think it's just, it's hard to put a value on Otani because there's no other player like him. Like, he provides you two roster spots. At, 100% agree. 100% agree. At, a, at worst, a top 20 level at both positions. I agree. But again, he's older at this point. He's no, older that's than Soto. That's why he's so hard to, like, nail down of what's the value. I mean... So today uh, I sent into a chat some person from NFL or MLB.com did a rankings of the top 50 players. That was absolutely awful. Don't go look mm-hmm. at it. But they had Otani at four, which to me is just... Where, who, who did you have ahead of him? Uh, let me pull it up. Um, I, I can tell that's you. justifiable. Really? You think so? Well, think it depends on who he has ranked ahead of him. That's so he had, he had DeGrom at one, Soto at two, Mike Trout at three, Shohei Otani at four. I would not have ordered it that way. I mean, to me, Otani has to be number. He's a two. He's won the MVP the last. Oh well, I guess he didn't technically win last year, but he was the runner-up and then the MVP the f- year before. I still think Trout's better. Really? Yes. 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 So Trout would be one, and then Otani would be two. I mean, you could flip-flop either of those two. It's but that, that wrong... in your opinion, that should be the one and two, no matter what the one order is. should probably be Trout. Two, I guess you'd say would be Otani. Yeah. Um, who's the third guy again? You said DeGrom uh, and, and Soto. Yeah. Soto, maybe I, then those other two, you can flip flop again. I really wouldn't have an issue with either one. I, I don't know. The, you want to hear the craziest part about this list? Please Where do you think me. he puts Tatis? Probably not even inside the top 20. He's number six. Well, good. He's smart then. This guy knows what he's talking about. I mean, it's hard to judge him, though. Over no, some it's of the... not. That is not hard to judge Fernando. Can you guess where he has Garrett Cole? Well, Garrett Cole's, Cole's overrated as shit, so. He's number nine. Well, that's... 
Yankees fans pondering, is Garrett Cole underrated? No. Oh, sorry. Garrett Cole is eight. Who do you think is nine? <laughs> He's a twin. And it's not Correa. Correa is seven. He's a twin. It's not Correa. <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to the twins. At this it's point. Byron Buxton. Buxton's he is hurt a- all the time. He is him as a top 10 player in the league right if now. If he's healthy, he is a top 10 player. Yeah, but he like... But he's never healthy. Play. He has Brian Roberts syndrome. I mean, this list is ridiculous. I mean, even if you want to talk about it, like Mookie Betts had a down year last year, but he hasn't been 24. Definitely a little bit crazy because he still had a really good year last year. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as good as he was before. I've already, but... Mookie Betts is one of the guys I've put a future bet down to win National League MVP this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the other crazy one is like, as you go down this list, Bryce Harper is thirty nine. Well, he's having Tommy John. Bryce Harper? Yeah, he he needed it this offseason. He had to oh, how did I miss this? That was all last year. Oh, remember that? I, yeah, I it was I the just, whole thing last I guess year. He, he played it. with a torn last year. He played with a torn. He oh DH'd. wow. Well, that's kind of big. Yeah. So I gotta get that. I guess if you're saying like based off of who's actually gonna play. Sure. Yeah, but then how can you have Tatis at six? He didn't play, play all of last. Yeah, but he didn't play all of last year. Because Tatis could very likely win MVP this season. Let's not pretend like it's out of the cards. You want to hear another crazy thing? Manny Machado is thirty-three. <laughs> okay, I'm sure he put Nolan Arenado above him. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. Maybe he does. I don't see Nolan Arenado. I would just love to know. Whatever, we can't dive into this whole list. But Machado, yeah, we can't. Oh it's no, well, Nolan Arenado is below him. Nolan Good. Arenado is 40. Oh no, he's 35. Nolan should never be ahead of Manny in anything. Okay. So let's move into our big segment of the day. What Clark and I are gonna do is we are gonna guess the NFL script for the offseason. So if Clark and I were the NFL script writers, we are gonna go through and try to create the most drama-filled offseason we can. So that is our goal. We've heard all this chatter about the NFL script, and Clark and I think we can write it better. If the NFL is truly writing the script, we think we're better script writers. We think we could put more drama into this. So we're going to leak our NFL script. And so where our script is going to start is with the person currently taking visits, which is a quarterback out in Vegas. Clark, where where in our script is Derek Carr going? Oh, in my script and our script and our beautifully written play, our screenplay, Derek Carr is going to be repping the Florida Lee next year. He's going to be a New Orleans Saint. Despite the fact that the Saints are $60 million over the cap hit, Derek Carr will be a New, a New Orleans Saint. That's just how it's going to play out. Sorry about you, that, folks. And so, a part of the script is I totally agree with you. That That's, yes. that's where he's going. Um, but the craziest part about the Saints is did you know if they did every single cut above one million dollars, how positive do you think they would be? Not positive. So this, no. Not so positive. this is no no restructures, but every single cut that would save them above one million dollars. I have no be, idea. Dude, they'd, be two, they'd be two million dollars over the cap, and that would entitle them cutting twenty five players. Well, see, that's the sign of a really smartly run organization, right there. Yeah, but Derek Carr is going to be their quarterback. Derek Carr is going to be their quarterback, and they're going to pray a lot, and they're going to lose a lot, and that's okay. Okay, so next up on the script, what does Aaron Rodgers do? What does the script call for Aaron Rodgers? He goes on a second 
four day darkness retreat. He's going. Yeah, to he just sits retreat. in the dark. <laughs> yes, he's gonna go on a second one. He's gonna find himself. He's gonna apologize publicly to Shailene Woodley because she's had some distressing moments, I guess, about the relationship recently. Yeah, even though they're not together anymore. And then after all of that, Aaron Rodgers is going to reunite with Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. Totally agree. That's what the script calls for. That's what the script is calling for every day. That's what the script. Sorry, New York Jets fans. Sorry, New York Jets fans. It's never going to happen. You guys, I have another idea of who you're going to get, though. Your script is still pretty good. Oh, I think I think I have the same idea. Is it is he a stallion? No, I'm not giving them that idiot. (laughs) Not Jimmy G. (laughs) No, Jimmy Jimmy G script is not. That is not what's going to happen. All right. Uh, So. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's going to end up at the Raiders. Or at the, yeah, he's going to end up at the Raiders. It just feels like that's where the betting odds are at right now. He goes back to Devontae, plays with Josh McDaniels. It felt like that was going to be where Brady ended up. But since Brady has officially retired, officially done, um, that's where Rodgers going to You know what Jimmy G script is in my mind? What's Jimmy G script? Arrested. Oh, Fell my up. God. <laughs> For Assaulting what? Assaulting a mailman. Whoa! I, <laughs> that's a federal that, crime if you assault the post office worker. By the way, so you think that's what's going to happen to Jimmy G? Oh Sorry. yeah, Jimmy's going to do hard time in San Quentin at a federal penitentiary. I mean, that's what the script calls for. That's what the script calls for. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing. We don't make the rules. We just read the script that obviously is going to happen. And I mean, Jimmy is—he uh, is going to pumble this mailman. So he's going to be like, oh, weren't you the guy that freaking sucked in the 2021 NFC Championship or 2022 NFC Championship game? He's like, all right, right hook for you here, brother. And then he's going to go to jail. I mean, and it's going to be a really bad jail stint. But you know how he's going to find himself when he how? comes out of jail? Darkness retreat. <laughs> that's just what everyone does, this little darkness retreat. That's actually just a sub call of what culture is going to become. People are going to get very into darkness treats this year. Darkness retreats are going to be in. Yeah, that's where we're that's where we're headed. Everyone's doing a darkness retreat. Sorry, folks. Script calls for it. Script calls for it. Uh, next up, what does the script call for DeAndre Hopkins? <sighs> what does the script call for? What does what does any good story need? You know, guys usually go to Glendale, Arizona, when they really want to just kick it back, let the career suck, but they don't want them in Glendale anymore. No. So where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Along the banks of the Ohio River, it's the scummiest team in the NFL, arguably. <laughs> he is going to be a Cleveland Brown to be back with Deshaun Watson. Browns fans will rejoice. They'll think somehow that Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and DeAndre Hopkins, all either aging or not very good, will somehow save them and make them AFC North contenders. They will finish 7-10. and 10. Browns fans will yet again be disappointed and sit there and say, well, maybe next year. That is what the script calls for. That is what the script calls for. Again, this we, is not me writing it. If it was if it was me, I'd give you something better, Cleveland, but I don't shoot the messenger or don't punch the mailman like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to. No, that's what the script calls for. Script calls for. All right. Any any other big moves we, we see before we start diving into these free agents? Any big trades? Uh, Lamar. Oh yeah. What does the script call for with Lamar? Oh, uh, the script calls for Lamar. John Harbaugh comes in and says, hey, Lamar, we got this real shitty contract for you here, bud. You want to take it? Lamar tells him to eat shit. And then he goes on Twitter and tells him to eat shit. 
And then Marlon Humphrey gets sad. And he tweets, why do you tell our coach to eat shit? And he tells Marlon Humphrey to eat shit. And on the way out, the New York Jets say, hey, bud, you want a starting spot? And guess what? It's happily ever after over in technically New Jersey, but in New York, as the New York Jets have a competent quarterback, Lamar Jackson. There wow, that's go. a pretty good script. Very good script if you're in New York. However, wow. everyone then everyone is then left wondering what happens to Zach Wilson. What happens to Zach Wilson? Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. I, we got to see what the script says. And I mean, you you have the script too. I mean, what, I, what about Mike White? What about both of them? What happens to Mike White? You know where I you know where I think Mike script- White star- starts a mildly successful burger chain. That's what Mike White gets. <laughs> he just becomes a burger guy. Yeah, he does. Actually, he gets featured on the next year's Burger King Whopper Whopper commercial, and Mike White is featured in that, and he makes so much money he never has to work again in the NFL. I mean, that's what the script calls for. That's what I'm sorry. Like, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, I, there's nothing we can do. I mean, Mike White has pretty much already become the burger man. Yeah, so there you go. That's your script. That's a good script. For some scripts. That's just the script, the way the script's looking. Do we think Aaron Donald is going to get moved from the Rams? <sighs> no, the, Jalen script Ramsey? the script is not saying that. No, they're, they're both staying? I think so. I actually think Jalen Ramsey will get traded. Where? It's a good question. I, I got a couple ideas. But I'm going to get really funky with this script. Makes no sense. But again, this is a move that has a lot of smoke with it. I think Jalen Ramsey is going to somehow end up on the Chargers. Of course you do. Again, here we go. Ethan, your script, whatever script you're reading from, so important. It's just so... No, this isn't a part of the script. This is just speculation. Oh, well. Just because him and Derwin James just talk so much about wanting to be on the same team. Maybe they should kiss. Maybe they should. That's what the script calls for. What if they kissed them? What if we kissed on the top of SoFi? That's what Jalen and Derwin could be saying. What if we kissed on the top of SoFi? That would be wild. Oh, no. Is Ethan, Ethan is currently locked out here, folks. This could be a one-man show. This could become a disaster. Well, fortunately for everyone else, there are so many useless sports thoughts going through my head right now. Anything can happen. Unless Ethan's just moving and I don't know, and maybe I'm the one who's frozen. Who knows? Maybe that's just what the script calls for. I'm going to text him real quick, see what's going on. Don't worry, folks. I got this covered. You are frozen, bud. Let's see what he says. Until then, back to Zach Wilson. What does Zach Wilson do? Zach Wilson goes back to BYU, becomes an assistant coach. Ethan is officially gone. It is just me now. I don't know what to do. A little bit scared, but not really that much. Anyway, Zach Wilson, back to BYU. Things go terribly. He sleeps with one of his other friend's moms. It's a whole ordeal. Things get really nasty. Lawyers involved. Jail time for Zach after he commits petty arson. Just the way it works out. Sorry about it, Zach. Um, I don't really know what to do here now because it's just me. This is a little bit uncomfortable. I don't even hasn't even responded to me yet. So where do we go from here? Do I call him? Should I call him? On a separate note, and I don't know if this is even still recording at this point, I got a haircut today. I'm not a huge fan of it. And here's the conundrum that I'm facing right now. I want to go back. I want to get this part in the back a little bit shorter down. However, I've gone to the same barber. Okay, you are back now, Ethan. Hey, I am back. Yeah, well, I was just telling everyone about my haircut, and I'm, I'm, you know, just curious about what I should do about it. 
Because here's the thing. I'll continue my story because this is really deep stuff here. Okay. I don't mind the side. I, I have a problem with the top. I think there's too much left on top. The problem is I've gone to the same barber my entire life. And if I go, this is the first time I ever go back. Does that break the bond between me and my barber? Uh, I don't know. I would kind of leave it. All right. Well, to tell, you the tr- to tell you the truth, what I would do is like let it grow out for like two weeks and then show back up. That's a terrible idea. Just do that kind of thing. I mean, no. you could go back now. Tell him, hey, I just, I just feel so bad. I'll just have to go back to sweet, sweet Maggie and be like, I just need more off. Like, I, I feel bad. I mean, this is my barber. This is who I've gone to forever. It's okay. I got too much off my hair, but that was also because of my bathroom situation. But that's a whole different thing. It's okay. Didn't even know. Okay. Let's get back to the script. No. Big back script. to the NFL script. Um, I feel like the biggest domino in the script we got to talk about. What do the Chicago Bears do with the first overall pick? Mm. Mm. They originally planned to trade it to Jim Ursay and the Colts. The problem is Jim Ursay has a relapse on his cocaine addiction, cannot pick up the phone call. They have to go call somewhere else. You know who picks up that phone call? Who? The Carolina Panthers. Okay, all the way down to pick number nine? Yes. Panthers pick up. They say, hey, we want those picks. They get the number one pick. They take, wait for it, C.J. Stroud. They pass wow, with the young. first pick? C.J. Stroud goes first overall. After a great offseason work, C.J. looks fantastic. Carolina is going ballistic over their new franchise quarterback. Jim Irsay is in shambles. Colts fans, sorry about it. Maybe you shouldn't have a weird owner. That's just what's going to happen. So let's talk about a part of the script. Who are the Colts going to hire? Mm. Who's, who's their next? Who's their next head coach? We all know it. We all know it. Yeah, it's Jeff Saturday. It's Jeff Saturday. They hired the most incompetent head coach to come back for year two. Because why wouldn't you? You're Jim Ursay. You're a complete idiot. Yeah, you got to give him a six year deal and and hope that at some point during those six years he figures it out. And he just never does. I can see no. six years into the future. He never figures it out. Jim Irsay is dumbfounded how his former All-Pro center, who never coached at a higher level than high school, couldn't get the ship right. And especially when he was your interim, he went one and seven and blew a 33-point lead. He started like six different quarterbacks. One of them being Nick Foles, Matt Ryan, and Sam Ellinger. That was sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So there you go. There we go. There's the script. first overall pick. I just so uh this is another speculation, not a part of the script. So I, I think they will trade it, but I'm starting to think maybe the Bears won't. I'm starting to think that they're they I feel like they're throwing all their chips on the on the table and people are gonna be like, eh, we'll sit on it. Maybe, or maybe not. I don't think it's going to I think they're going to trade it. They got to trade the pick. Why would they not? They have to trade the pick. They have to. Uh, They have fields. Carolina. Carolina's going to get it. So then Houston. CJ Stroud's heading to Carolina, dude. So then Houston's getting Bryce Young? Yes. You know what would be a fun fun script? What, Will Levis got taken? Yeah, Will Levis right there. Well, their owner's a piece of shit in Houston, so he might just do that. (laughs) Just a big white guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's sadly yes. Where, quote-unquote, he could be the next Josh Allen. Well, he freaking won't be at all. 
I feel like Will Levis. I understand zero hype. I I, I don't understand it at all. Watch some throws. I've watched Kentucky football. I'm sorry. I know the play caller was not good. Not impressed. People keep saying he's like Justin Herbert, but please stop with that. I I don't see it at all. Whoever whoever said that should be delivered a cease and desist. Well, they keep saying like Justin Herbert's big issue was that his offensive coordinator at Oregon was really bad, but Justin Herbert still showed a lot of big time throws that Will Levis just. Will Levis sat there and just took a big old duke in his pants most of the time there was pressure. (laughs) I mean, my my issue with now NFL commentary is people are so concerned with finding the next Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen that they will overlook all mistakes and not just basic issues, basic (laughs) issues. It'd be like, well, he is a white guy. He's big. He's kind of athletic. He's just Paxton Lynch. He's just Paxton Lynch. That's who he is. Every like we've been through this. I I don't know how many like, Oh, we could be really good. Well, guess what? He sucked all in college. Pretty much. What makes you think unless he's really missing something, he's be like, you know what? You know, the game is way harder and more difficult to digest as a quarterback. I'm going to get way better at that. No. I mean, Josh Allen did. Okay, well, that's because Josh Allen was playing at Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, and I don't get the It took a number of years to get good. Let's not pretend like Josh Allen was like, oh, year. he was like two or three years before things really started to pan out. Yeah, year three was really where it was like his first like really good season. Oh, you know what else is part of the script? What's that? Tony Romo gets fired from CBS. You think he's going to get fired? Yeah, they're going to fire him. Wow. And Jim that... Nance nearly come to blows in the announcer's booth. He, they almost fist fight. Wow, I can't believe you think he's going to get fired. That is going to be in the script right now. Tony Romo is fired from CBS. Wow, that is a big move in the script. That's a huge move happen? in the script. Huge, huge move in the script. Uh, let's talk about move. the biggest free agent wide receiver which is kind of crazy that he's the biggest free agent wide receiver jacoby myers mm-hmm. where does jacoby myers go jacoby myers you think jacoby myers is the biggest free agent it's either him or juju smith schuster big names big names what does the script call for what does the script call for probably goes back to new england i will be honest yeah Bill Belichick probably brings him into the office and just kind of goes, <laughs> and then he signs a contract with him. If that's it. That's it. And then Mac Jones, Mac Jones, that's, this is his final year. The script is calling for it. Wow. Final year. Who do the Patriots get that? Well, they're going to move on after this full completion. Of this oh, season. I see. Like he's going to yeah. play one more year. You know, you'll have freaking Mac Jones. That dude sucks. And you'll have to suffer through that Patriots fans, but you'll have him one more year and then it'll be gone and that'll be it. Yeah, I mean, that's the script might just call, might just call for Tom Brady coming back in 2024. Well, no, but then he's that's when he starts at Fox. Yeah, but he's also already said on multiple occasions that I think I could be still playing. But yeah, he has said that. So Mac Jones leaves. Did you see the report today that it was Giselle who convinced him to retire? Are they back? Well, they said they're cordial. They're so back. Are you kidding me right now? They all, dude, they're back. (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's what the script calls for. Dude, no, you're actually, are you being shit as a real? Yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. I can can send it to you. Oh my God. Giselle and Tom, you guys are back. Look at you two. You guys are so cute together. Aw. 
you guys divorced basically over something like an eight nine season. That was still you guys are back. That is love is still alive, folks. Tom and Giselle are back. Tom and Giselle are back. So They're cordial. Back, wow, back. I mean, when when Brady posted that photo of him in that under and that like underwear ad, it was over. No, that to me just screamed like, okay, maybe someone needs to sit him down for a talk. Yeah, it was uh it was uh Dov. Giselle helped Tom Brady make the final decision to retire. The two talked this through before he came to the final decision, according <laughs> to the New York Post. Tom so and Giselle back. are on cordial terms. So back. So back. <laughs> I mean, just dude. So back. That's just big. so back. I mean, now he's done. He's back with he, they're gonna be back. I think I've I've been on this, I think, since you retired, which has been like a week and a half. So yeah, they're back. Another thing in the script. Where does Josh Jacobs go? <sighs> Josh Jacobs is going to go to a team who has way too much value on what they think a running back is. Who is that? There's a lot of teams out there that probably think like this. There are a lot of teams. A lot of I know. You think the running back is worth paying this much when they're really not? No. Where do I see that? Where yeah, do where I is see? the script is, is the trying script? to speak to me right now? It's trying so hard to speak. It's to trying me. to tickle you. It's trying it's to let you know. Really wants to let me know. And I'm gonna say, for no other reason other than that their ownership group is moronic. Say like Josh Jacobs ends up in Arizona. Oh, really? Josh Jacobs ends up as a member of the Arizona Cardinals because they don't know what they're doing, and they're like, maybe this will help Kyler want to stay. What a script. And it is a doozy. People are sitting there saying, why? And he's like, I just want to kick it in Phoenix, man. Technically, Glendale, a suburb of Phoenix. Doesn't want to go too far from Vegas? No, I mean, he really likes the warm climate. I don't know. Maybe New Orleans. New Orleans. That could be the other. It's between New Orleans, who's now with Derek Carr, hundred million over the cap. Sits there and tries to make the offer, but the NFL says you physically, you financially cannot afford this, and they shut Did it you, down. So I, I read an article about this the other day that if the Saints are over the cap by the start of the, the new year, do you know what happens? I don't know. They have to like. I have no idea what does happen. The NFL just gets to force cuts of players to get them over. Hell the yes, that's so sick. <laughs> they just get to be like, all right, well, your ass is gone. Like, you can't stay. <laughs> Pretty here. much, yeah. They're just gonna be like, basically, they'll take the the players who have the biggest cap hits, and then cut them that, for the team. Dude, that is cinematic. Could that's you imagine crazy. if that happened in the modern NFL? <laughs> They're just like, you have to cut. I mean, oh my god, could you imagine? They were just like, yeah, you have to get rid of Tyron. If I was the commissioner, I would make them just cut just like extremely good players. And they'd be like, yeah. what are you doing? You can't do that. I'd be like, yes, I can. Honestly, make them cut Derek Carr right after they traded for oh. him. Can't wait for those post-game prayer circles with Derek Carr. Hey, Derek is going to do great in New Orleans. It's going to be so shit. <laughs> it's going to be so shit. Dude, I don't believe in Derek Carr for a second. No, I don't either. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad out there. It's okay. And they're going to pretend it's good. Well, New Orleans has to have something. Yeah, I mean, they have to give some hope, I guess. Sweet, sweet Derek. Anything else the script calls for? What about like Rokon? Oh, I guess Rokon Smith resigned. He resigned. Uh, Script is already done on that one. 
trying to think Who, of any of the, like noteworthy script moments. Yeah, like I said, Zach did. Wilson would actually like go back to BYU as an assistant coach. Oh, I got a big scandal because he sleeps with another one of his friend's moms. I got a big script and then commits petty arson. And this is going to surprise a lot of fans out there. T Higgins isn't traded. Wow. That is mind boggling. Some people out there. (laughs) Crazy, right? That the script would say that. I would never have thought that the script would have called for that. And the Cincinnati Bengals would sit there and say, we want to control our controllable assets. Yeah. And that's what the script says. You know what else the script might call for? What's that? Aaron Rodgers starts his own magic mushroom shop. That is what the script calls for. That could happen. Actually, I would bet on it. And then he gets traded to a state where it's not legal. And then he gets arrested. But then he he gets out of it because he convinces the arresting officer to go on a darkness retreat with him. Well, obviously, yeah. Would you do a darkness retreat? No. I'm not no, sit not in even a, just to try it for four days. Sit in darkness by myself. You, it apparently opens people's eyes, Ethan. How does it open your eyes? You're literally in the dark. I know, but like it's an existential experience. Like, Henry why would I want to do that to myself? What would I sit there and think about? Oh man, I could I be a New York Giant or a Las Vegas Raider? Well, there are some basic things that I would need to know before doing it. I think I actually like. I will tell you this, just to say, because of how ridiculous it is. Like, okay, yeah, sure. If someone's like, we'll give you a free uh, darkness retreat, which is basically like getting kidnapped for four days, but you get to leave. Um, I would need to know, like, okay, if you need to go to the bathroom, like, is that still dark too? I assume so. Like, there's no light in the bathroom? I assume you're just sitting in the bathroom the entire time. No, that's far too small of an area, unless you just have the toilet right there in the middle of a large room. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's just... It's just like a studio apartment, basically. So you think there is furniture in the darkness retreat, though? I would think so, yeah. Like, what do you think he does to pass time? You think he's just sitting on the wood floor, just like... (laughs) Maybe this is a minimalist kind of thing. Like, he's really... Like, when method actors, like, you know, when they're really trying to get into a role, just, you know, do some really weird stuff. Do you think he just slept on the floor? Well, maybe they... I mean, I don't know, dude. Aaron, this is Aaron's darkness retreat. Aaron will make this what he wants. But again, you wouldn't do the darkness retreat is what I'm hearing? No. If you were offered it for free. To do the dark... No. You get to go with Aaron. Oh, that That's worse, honestly. No, like, you guys aren't in the same darkness room, but you're in, like, next to one of their darkness rooms. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Why not? You do? I, if someone was, like, free darkness retreat and I knew it was safe and Aaron was next door, I don't know why Aaron needs to be next door. But Yeah, why does he need to be next door? <laughs> I don't know. Just because it would be hilarious. We emerge at the same time. Maybe we're like... I assume he would. you would hear, like, weird sounds coming out of his Okay, darkness. but these are soundproof rooms. I'm banking on it, at least. But, like, we emerge... I doubt it. Me and Aaron emerge at the same time from our four this, days of darkness. What you're describing is love is blind, but of darkness retreats. Yeah, because we wouldn't like, talk. I wouldn't talk to Aaron. There's no talking in the darkness retreat. Here, I got a question for you. Would you rather do a darkness retreat with Aaron Rodgers or go on that armed services show we were watching with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Especially, that actually, that Especially. show is so funny. For no one who knows what we're talking about, uh, what is it? Like Special Forces. The special on Fox. Best. It's on Fox. It's, it's so- We've been watching it on Hulu. Yeah, or Hulu. It is conceptually one of the most ridiculous and stupid shows. It's like such basic reality TV where they have athletes and a couple of reality stars just get trained by former Navy SEALs and British Special Forces dudes. Oh, it is comical. 
you have oh, it's to watch great. it. It's a great deep dive into what Danny Amendola does in his free time. No, but I if, I would want to go with Aaron on the Special Forces thing, though. You would rather do the Darkness Retreat. I would do the Special Forces like Marshawn oh. Lynch. No, you got to do it with Aaron. Either way, you're doing it with Aaron. I would rather do the Darkness Retreat. But you have to sit with Aaron in the dark. Oh, but I have to sit with him in the same room? Yeah, like you guys are in the room together. Fine. I guess I'll just go to the special forces thing with him. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to sit in a dark room with him, dude. I don't think he's freaking weird. I don't think, I mean, <laughs> I'd be very uncomfortable. At least just in the sitting tent, in the darkness like, has his little cot over there. If I'm like, if Aaron starts bugging me, I can be like, go the hell away. Like, what are you doing? Stop getting close to me. <laughs> what i think that's a very valid why there's 12 in this scenario there would be 14 other people with me on the special forces thing it, the other one no is no no it's just you and him either way it's just you and him with the oh. with the special forces people it'd be with the seals or you're in the darkness for i would still do that i would still say i would do the special forces thing over it you go get trained with seals and stuff. Yeah, then I would rather sit in a dark room with Aaron Rodgers for four days. What if you had to do the Amazing Race with him? That would be, Nate. <laughs> the Amazing Race with me and Aaron Rodgers would be so good. <laughs> I would get under his skin so quick. He probably would end up trying to fight me by like Iceland, the second leg of the trip. He pulled me to the side and be like, you say one more fucking word, I swear to God. And I would just keep going. I wouldn't be able to stop. And it wouldn't even be like mean things. It would just be very tiny little pokes. I know at some point would get to them. All right. So let's do a start bench cut. Which game show do you think you'd win with Aaron Rodgers as your partner? Okay. Big Brother. Okay. The Amazing Race. Or Survivor. Well, Survivor, you can't have a partner. You just, you know, you. Well, we're like, bending the rules a little bit. Like you guys well, can like team up to try to win. Survivor. Yeah. Um. So I, I Survivor, I don't think we do well in. I think I would do great because I would win Survivor. But Aaron Rodgers is probably in better shape than you. It's not about that. You have to talk to people socially and get people to vote with you. Everyone be like, this guy is psychotic. <laughs> he is not okay to be out here. He'd be like, where's the darkness room? Yeah, he would probably find some cave and hide from production. They'd be like, where's your teammate, Clark? And be like, I don't know. He wanted his own darkness retreat again. He does this. Oh, thing. what would have been a better one is if I said naked and afraid. I would not. Okay, I would never do that. That show is a hellhole. <laughs> With that Aaron Rodgers. terrible. I mean, yeah. No, I would say I'll, I'll cut Big Brother because I, I, I think it's a, I don't like that show. Okay. Bench Survivor because I think I could still carry us to victory. I mean, again, this is a weird form of Survivor where you yeah. have two. So I think I again, I'm I think I'm the ultimate Survivor. Jeff Probst yeah. getting back to that audition tape, and I'll start Amazing Race. That would be Amazing Race in general. Just looks like such a fun show to be on. Yeah, I would do that a hundred percent. And again, I would, I would um. Just make very snarky comments at him the whole time. It would probably eventually devolve into some sort of huge fight. You know, I would ask, you know, just very dumb questions that he would get annoyed with very quickly. You know, it'd be really cool. I don't even know yeah, if he could do the Amazing Race though, because he doesn't have the vaccine, so you can't like. That's true. But what I'm saying is, if you guys won the Amazing Race, they would probably let you guys go on as the Mass Singer, and so then you guys could do like the Mass Singer together. I would, I would decline the Mass Singer Singer opportunity. That is, that is the worst show. I no. <laughs> Masked Singer is not the worst show on television. Um, 
it's up there with like the good doctor which i don't even know why that's been renewed for like no the worst the worst show on tv right now i haven't watched any of it i just know it to be true how do you know is young rock no we've talked about this i agree i don't know what the demographic is saying that the young rock is needed but I don't that's the worst show on tv no what's young worse sheldon's still worse young sheldon's still worse we, i mean we haven't watched either but i have to i assume- have watched young sheldon you watched Young Sheldon. I watched two episodes, and I decided I would be rather be launched into the sun than be asked to watch any more of that. Of Young Sheldon? Well, it's like the Big Bang Theory was already for like a certain amount of people, and then just taste the. It'd be like if you you if were you made obsessed it. with Big Bang Theory. I wasn't obsessed. I, th- I thought you they had some good stuff. recorded episodes of the Big Bang Theory. They had some good stuff on there. They had nothing. And you just sat there and said, for a certain demographic, knowing you are a part of you would say I haven't there. watched the Big Bang Theory in maybe like No, six don't try years. to run and hide. You recorded episodes and see you would talk But I was in like middle school. That's too far even then. You should have known better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like Disgusting young Sheldon, behavior. the concept is like if they took like Patrick from SpongeBob. And then did the young version of Patrick. Yeah, but that would have been still funnier. I don't know. Or like if they did they did a spit-off of Shrek of Donkey, but like baby donkey. Okay, but wait a minute now. Puss in Boots is getting critically acclaimed. Yeah. So you but, don't know. But Donkey, his whole shtick is that he's like the sidekick kind of guy. So is Puss in Boots. No, Puss in Boots wasn't even like he was just kind of a side character. Exactly, he, side he was a side character in Shrek Forever after the third one, and then Donkey has been the side character in all threes. So, so hey, Ben just said Sheldon is goaded, not as good as the Dwayne the Rock show. Ben, one more bad take out of you, brother. One more bad take, and I swear, from Mac Jones to Young Sheldon to. Now saying Sheldon is a goaded character. No, thank you. You know, you know what the script calls for? Young Sheldon to come out and sing the national anthem at this year's Super Bowl. That would get me emotional. I think I would cry. I think it would get me emotional too. Are you ready for Rihanna's halftime performance? I think that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think it will be pretty good. Where do you think it's potentially the best of all time? Eh, who's the best of all time right now? <sighs> Katy Perry because of Left Shark. No. That is Justin a good Timberlake one. because it was really awkward. No, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Prince. The Black Eyed Peas. Oh, God. The Black Eyed Peas. That one was bad. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to list off all the bad ones. I, I think about it. Uh, the Weekends was kind of weird, too. The Weekends was like during COVID, though. So what could you... Yeah, it was like fine. Yeah. I, I liked like, last year's a lot. Who was last year again? Oh, uh, yeah. That was good with Snoop Dogg and everything. Yeah. Was yeah, like... with Eminem. I thought that was good. I liked that one. Um, They should have had. Nickelback do this one. They should have, yeah. That would have fit the Midwest, Southwest demographic of like old people. They would like. You know what they need to have? Whopper, 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 whopper. If someone, if Rihanna sang the whopper, whopper song, I would give her all of my money. Have you seen the trap remix of the whopper song on TikTok? Why is that even a thing? (laughs) Kind of goes hard. I'm sure it does. I'm Did sure you know the Whopper goes... song is now on Spotify? I need the dude. Why is it on Spotify? Who so people needs can listen it on to Spotify? It. Whopper, 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 Whopper. Dude, that's sweet, sweet Whopper. Just need it so bad. I Whopper mean, it's a big app. At BK. And anyway. 
good at. Ter- no I Sean mean, Moreno's size tear for young Sheldon halftime. Oh, tear. Sorry. Tears. Yeah. Remember when, yeah. No Sean Moreno's talking about. Yeah. It's true. Probably would be a very emotionally engaging moment for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rihanna probably has the possibility. I think she's. I I will put on right now. I think she's probably going to give a top five Super Bowl halftime performance of all time. Oh, I have another hot take. You know what's the worst worst thing about the Super Bowl? Super Bowl Media Week. No ads put or like advertisements for their commercials. The ad agencies making ads for their commercials for the Super Bowl. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why do I need to see an ad for a commercial? Yeah, like uh, Popcorners has been hyping up this. Uh, yeah, but now you're talking. About commercial. It. It's working. You're talking about it. Well, I know, but I'm not going to be like sitting there during the during the Super Bowl, like, oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I get that. I think it's kind of dumb to leak your commercial before the Super Bowl. It kind of takes all suspense out of it. I just think, yeah. I mean, the only good thing about the Super Bowl, honestly. Another hot take. The only good thing about Super Bowl commercials is honestly the the trailers. The movie trailers are pretty good usually. I feel like they don't do. I think my favorite Super Bowl commercial ever was that like three minute long one that was just like so God made a farmer and then ended up being a Ford commercial. Yeah, that was. Uh, and when I say the best one ever, that was probably the worst one ever. The one that people always really liked, which I found really annoying, was the baby monkey. What was it? Oh, monkey baby, the thing. Mountain Dew thing. Oh, puppy monkey baby. A Ben is said it's his favorite before I had even started talking about it. Can we block Ben from interacting <laughs> with this anymore? <laughs> yeah, he's not. Puppy monkey baby is my favorite. It was a Mountain Dew commercial. It was a Mountain Dew commercial. The Doritos ones used to be good. I don't know. All the Dorito, I mean, Taco Bell used to have some good ones. Live Moss. I mean, the Bud Knight used to be good. Oh, I the like Blood Knight, yeah, the, like yeah. those. Uh, the best commercials right now, though, going are the Dr Pepper ones. Oh, the Fansville. Uh, those yeah. actually make me chuckle a little bit. No, your favorite is the Eminem commercial. <laughs> okay, the Eminem. Com- <laughs> okay, the Eminem commercial before you go to a movie, and it like that is the unbelievably so the best commercial ever created for the peanut Eminem or for whatever it is. If you go to a movie, you know what I'm talking about. It is so good. I will rehearse the lines every single time I go to a movie. Specifically, when the uh, the peanut M M&M, and M, they're like, "Oh, this is their com- your you know mission." He's like, "No, this is an envelope." I this is an envelope kills me every time. Yeah, it's it's gotten to such a point that Clark like he's seen it probably over a hundred. <laughs> I laugh at it, and he still laughs time. every time. Every time you go to a movie with it, he will laugh at the envelope joke every single time. <laughs> and like sometimes it's like out loud, and then other times you'll just hear him kind of go like a little chuckle, like with his Because <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm telling you that it just kills me. I know it's so stupid. No, this is an envelope. Oh my god, it's just so good. That oh, that's. I mean, I'm already such a huge peanut M&M fan to begin with, but. The fact that that just delivers one of the greatest commercial lines of all time, just unmatched. That's how it is. All right. You got anything left before we go? Yeah. Um, only one thing we didn't touch on a lot of the NBA today, but I think it is worth mentioning LeBron yeah. James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all time points record. Um, I've said it in the past. I think it needs to be said again. Um, you may disagree with me. LeBron James, at this point in his career, with everything he's accomplished, with 
every expectation that was ever leveled upon this guy at age 16, 17, when he hadn't even graduated in Akron, Ohio, he's exceeded every single expectation. He is, in my opinion, easily the greatest basketball player in NBA history. I understand Jordan went six for six, but this is a guy, again, every expectation onto him. He has shattered every single one, whether you want to admit it or not. And he has done everything you could have asked for. He holds just about every single record that there is to hold. He's the GOAT. And twice on Sundays, this dude is everything and anything. LeBron James, congratulations. Huge moment. It was very cool to watch. Good times. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know what I've kind of decided? Please I don't tell. watch the NBA enough, so I've kind of decided to take myself out of their GOAT conversation. I feel like my opinion, I didn't watch Michael Jordan. I don't know what he was like. I mean, no, I watched I, LeBron, I, will, but... I will concede to that. I feel like I, I kind of fall under the same thing. Or at times, I'm like, okay, I, I didn't watch MJ, so I don't have that grasp enough to know. So my, I guess you would say bias is more towards LeBron. But like six for six in title games can only hold so much weight when LeBron is just breaking every single record. Every single one. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it this way with Jordan, I mean, he basically won six championships in a row. Because, I mean, in the in the middle... He I'm took, not saying it isn't amazing. I'm not saying it's not amazing. I mean, I, I think it's hard. Again, I, I try to withdraw myself from this, but kind of the same thing I see with Brady, too. Of, like, LeBron is three of nine in finals appearances. Well, that's not true. He has four rings. Does he have four rings now? He has one with Cleveland, two with Miami, and one with Los Angeles. That's four. So he's four for nine? Four for nine. He has more than nine appearances. I don't think so. He went eight in a row. He went to the final oh, eight yeah. years in a row at one That's point. Right. My bad. Yes, you are correct. And oh, because he won one with the Lakers. You're right. Yes. Um, he has four rings. Um, I don't know. MJ would be Demar Derozan in today's league. What are you talking about, Ben? Who said that, Ben? <laughs> Ben, we're going to get you some mental help there, buddy. We can't see you continue to suffer like this. That'd be like saying, uh, like, Dan Marino would be like today's Daniel Jones. <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. No, Ben, he wouldn't be DeMar DeRozan. I mean, I could get the argument that maybe the league, I mean, the league is a he lot be different. better like, in this league now because there's so much more favoritism towards shooting. You can't get hacked like he did when he played the Pistons yeah. back in the 80s. The physicality That's the biggest is way thing. less. I think he would be a lot better in today's it's kind of what we say about the NFL too. Like a lot of these older style running backs would probably be not as good in today's modern NFL, but yes, I mean, it, it, the game, the league changes and the players that are good in them change. No, I, I agree. I think again, just for me, like I know Michael Jordan's insanely good. I have heard, I think. And again, it's tough for me because I didn't watch him play, but I've watched LeBron his whole career. And again, to me, it's most impressive because of everything <sighs> Everything was put on this kid when he was 16, 17 on covers of sports illustrated Wheaties. And he did every single thing you asked of him practically every single thing. You know what? I think the NFL equivalent of this debate is going to be. I think it's going to be Mahomes versus Brady when all is said is done. I think Mahomes will hold all the records. Uh, I, I think he'll hold all the records, but Brady will have more rings. And I think that'll be the discussion of what makes you the greatest in the league. Because I think Brady's 
pinnacle. I don't know if Mahomes is going to get to seven. He'll get close. So, yeah, if he gets – like, the, the conversation with Mahomes, I will agree on that, ends if he can get to, like, four or five. Like, if he can get to four or five, then the conversation, I think, is very real. I don't even know if it is, actually. I think it is, yeah. I think if he gets to four I mean, or five and look he at this. all of Brady's records and he has more MVPs, then – because what's – I think Mahomes – that to me is like if Rodgers had won those Super Bowls. If Rodgers had won more like four Super Bowls, then there's a real, real question. I don't think so because the thing about Brady and the craziest thing about his career is he won the Super Bowl in a third of his seasons. Every three years he was the starting quarterback, he won the Super Bowl. That's not even considering his appearances, his, his championships. We're just talking about the rings on his finger. I hear in a you. third of his seasons, he I won a championship. You. That's why I say I I think this debate is going to shape up how we talk about Mahomes and Brady as we move forward. Because I'm just going to put it out there now. And if Mahomes does, great for him. He's not winning seven Super Bowls. You don't know it. it. You don't know it. But in the state of the AFC right now, it seems incredibly it's be very hard. hard. Yes, but I like, will say it does seem like for the foreseeable future, Kansas City is going to occupy one of the two spots every single year in the AFC Championship. I mean, I think so too, but. You never know. I mean, the AFC West, I get it. They seemed like they got a lot better last year, but this year it seems like they're teed up to get even better than they were last year with Herbert progressing and now getting a competent offensive coordinator. The Broncos just got an arguably top five coach in the league and Sean Payton. Just depends if Russ can cook. Yeah, and the Raiders might get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's it's going to get tougher. It doesn't, it doesn't matter of, yeah, it didn't work out this year, but that doesn't mean next year. It's not, this division yeah. is going to be tough and the road is going to be every, every week. Mahomes plays. He's going to have to play Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, all of these quarterbacks. Plus the AFC is about to get a lot of these young, like Houston and the Colts might be the top two picks this year and put in two young quarterbacks back into the AFC as well. I agree. I do agree. I mean, that's what makes this tough. Tom Brady had a cakewalk through his division almost his entire career. I mean, again, in his last season, maybe the the greatest showing of his career, he got into the playoffs with a losing record. Yep. Because his That's division is such trash. That's the way it goes. The best quarterback he played probably in his entire career was Drew Brees in his dying year. He still lost the Saints several times, if I remember. Yeah, they lost twice, but they ended up beating him in the playoffs. But still... That's probably the best quarterback he played his entire career within his division. I don't know. I still stand by. If Mahomes wins three or four, three to five, I'll have the conversation about it. We'll see. I mean, if he wins one this year, it opens the door. If he loses, opens it wide open. If he wins this one, if he loses, then it's going to get a lot, lot harder for him. Yeah, we'll just have to see. I mean, he's in year six. He's younger though, so he is, but. Tom played to and at the same time again. As much as we say, like, "Hey, Tom had an easy division." Kansas City wins the AFC West with regularity every year. Still, yeah. And the Chargers getting better. I know Denver could be better, but we all said the same thing last season. We did, but I'm just saying. I think. I think even from a perspective of, I mean, Denver had Nathaniel Hackett. He was really good. I don't know what you're talking about. That's true. Sorry. That's how we should have the show. Nathaniel Hackett is the coach of the year. This has been from the backseat. I hope you enjoyed it. Make yes. sure to subscribe. Make sure to like. Make sure to follow us. Make sure to go check us out on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to find us. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, guys.